0: Uh, Today, we are going to be discussing the mitzvah of tzitzis. Now, this is tzitzis. As the Torah says, if you have a four-cornered garment, you are to tie these tzitzis to the corners of your garment. And by looking at the tzitzis, you will remember all 613 commandments of the Torah. Now, how is it, by looking at these tzitzis, are you reminded of all the 613 commandments of the Torah? And the answer is, as Rashi tells us, that there are eight strings, and there are five knots, five sets of knots. One, one, two, three, four, five. So now, 8 and 5 is how much? 13. And the word tzitzis equals 600. Tzadik is 90, yud is 10, Tzadik is 90, yud is 10, tough is 400, tzitzis. Says the Torah, you will look at the tzitzis and you will remember all 613 commandments of the Torah to understand this mitzvah on five levels, is on the simple level, we look into Rashi, Rashi says, what does it mean you are to make tzitzis, what is the meaning of the word tzitzis? It says Rashi, tzitzis means, literally strings, based on the verse in Ezekiel, tzitzis means strings, now, there's another interpretation in Rashi. What does tzitzis mean? Not strings, but rather to see, peering. As it says, min to peer through the cracks, to peer through the lattices. That is the meaning of tzitzis. So tzitzis has two basic interpretations according to Rashi. Number one, it means strings and hear. Number two, it means to see. According to Remez, what is the hint of tzitzis? In the Shema, in the blessings of the Shema every day, we say the words that God you will gather us together for peace. May From the four corners of the world and you will return us to our land in Israel. It's customary at that time when you say those words, God you will gather us together and bring us in peace to the land of Israel to actually gather the four corners of your garments and hold it in your hand. So this, is, this hint is that in the future, God will gather all the four corners of the world, the Jews, and those who are believing in God and bring them back to the holy land of Israel. So every day, when we fulfill the mitzvah of Tzitzis, it's a hint for the future that just like we are gathering these four corners together, God will also gather all the diasporas, all those that are in exile, those who are distant from the land and bring them back to the land of Israel. What is drush? What are the homiletics? There is a machlokis, an argument amongst the scholars how we are to wear the talis cotton, the small talis. In other words, there are two talises or two talises. There's the outside one that we wear during prayer and then there's the inside one that one wears under their shirt. Now, in the Aruch, the Makhabir, the Beth Yosef says that the talis cotton, which is called the small talit, in contrast to the big talis, the small talis we are to wear says the muhabber al of, on top of your garments so that is the opinion of the muhabber and the reason is so that you will see and remember constantly all the mitzvahs of god now the Magen avraham says the following that in the writings of that is out he says that the small talis should be under your garments. On top of your undershirt, but under your garments. And it should not be seen. So how do we understand these two different opinions? On one hand, the Machaber says it should be on top of your garments. On the other hand, the Magnavram quotes from the Arizal, that it should be under your garments. <clears throat> and the answer is, the verse tells us, Uri Isem zachatem is called Mitzvah Yishashem. You will see the tzitzis, and you will remember all the mitzvahs of God. Now, if you look into the actual verse, it first says that God tells the Jewish people, you shall make tzitzis on the corners of your garments for all generations. And these shall be for you tzitzis. That's the mitzvah. It goes on to say, and then you will see them and remember all the mitzvahs of God. There are two ways to analyze and understand this verse. One is that to see the tzitzis and to use the tzitzis as a remembrance, is part and parcel of the essential mitzvah. And that is part of the mitzvah, that you shall make tzitzis. is that you shall see them at all times, and remember all the mitzvahs of God. The second way of learning this is, that there are two separate things. Number one is you shall make tzitzis, And after you make the tzitzis. There's also an additional detail, a sidebar. In Hebrew we call this a "safa," an additional concept. And that is, you shall see them and remember all the mitzvahs. What would be the napkin Ladina? adina? What would be the practical difference in halacha? The practical difference in halacha would be, as we just mentioned, if the tzitzitz would be under one's shirt, and the strings would be in one's pants, and you don't see them, are you fulfilling the mitzvah of tzitzis? According to the one that says you have to both make it and see it, if I don't see it, I do not fulfill the mitzvah. According to the opinion that the main aspect of the mitzvah is to make tzitzitz and have tzitzitz. And seeing it and remembering it is an addition to the mitzvah, then I do fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis, even if I do not see them. Now this is really depending upon the two interpretations of Rashi, as we said earlier. Rashi tells us, what is the meaning of tzitzis? Rashi tells us, tzitzis has two interpretations. Number one, it means a fringe, it means strings, like the strings of one's hair, and number two says, Rashi, tzitzis means to see, to peer. So, based on these two interpretations, we also have these two opinions. According to the first interpretation of Rashi, that the main thing is the strings, you don't have to see it. As long as you are wearing them, you are fulfilling the mitzvah. According to the second interpretation, that you must see, tzitzis means to see, then To fulfill the mitzvah, you must see it at all times. And therefore, if the talis and tzitzis are underneath your shirt and you don't see it, you don't fulfill the mitzvah. So this is the concept according to Drush. What is soyd? According to Soed, The Priyes Chaim, which is the writings of that Izal, says, and this was written by the Chaim Vital, he testifies that his teacher, that Ezel, wore tzitzis not only during the day, but he also wore tzitzis at night. And he goes on to say, that one must sleep even with their small talis in their bed. The only time you can take it off is when you take a shower. Then you may take off your tzitzis. And then he goes on to say this is the insight of the story that David and Melech, King David, was once in a bathhouse and he got undressed and he said, Oh, I am naked from mitzvahs. I am not only naked physically, I'm also naked from mitzvahs. Because till then he was wearing his tzitzis, But Izal points out from this story, when he went to bed at night, he didn't say, oops, I have no mitzvahs with me. He did have mitzvahs with him. He had his tzitzis. It was only when he went into the bathhouse that he had to remove his tzitzis. From here we see that Davra Melech wore tzitzis at night. The Alter Rebbe, was once asked who is one to follow the approach of the poskim, the Rabbis of Halacha or the Mukubalim the Rabbis of Kabbalah and the Al-Rebbe said that the Mukubalim the Kab- Kabbalists held you have to fa- follow the Kabbalists and he holds you should follow the Kabbalists so even though in the Code of Jewish Law, the Al-Tareb himself writes that when there's a dispute between the Kabbalists and the Paschim, the codifiers, we follow the codifiers, that's in the Code of Jewish Law. But when he was asked personally, and who should we follow? He said you should follow the Mukubalim, you should follow the Kabbalists. And therefore, this is today the, the custom of Chabad that one sleeps with their talus cotton. You sleep with the small pair of tzitzis. Now pertaining to whether or not to wear the tzitzis outside or on the inside, the minhag of Chabad today is that we wear the talis katan, the small talis, under the shirt, but yet the strings stick outside the shirt. And that is so, ure isam you shall be able to see them and remind yourself of all the mitzvahs. In other words, according to that rizal, The outside talis is something that you see and reminds you of all the mitzvahs. The inside talis is something that you don't see, but it still reminds you of all the mitzvahs. But one needs to concentrate and meditate with one's mind's eye to remember that he's wearing tzitzit and that will bring that person to the state that he is reminded of all 613 commandments of the Torah. But it demands a deeper meditation and a deeper recognition and realization that is wearing tzitzis under his shirt. Today, we are not so strong. We need additional reminders. And that is why, even though the talus cotton, the small talus is worn underneath the shirt, yet the strings come outside of the shirt. This is Kabbalah. What is the approach of chesidis? We have a very basic question. Chassidus asks a very logical question. We just said that we wear the tzitzis because the strings mean tzitzis, and tzitzis we said right equals six hundred. The word tzitzis is the gematria of six hundred, and then you have five knots, and then you have eight strings, the six thirteen. If that is the case. Just wear tzitzis. Take these tzitzis and put it on your belt or put it on the corner of your shirt or hang it on your watch or hang it on your glasses. Why do we need to have a separate garment called a talis, a garment, and then put the tzitzis onto the garment? Simply the Torah should tell us every person should walk around with a little chain of tzitzis a fringe of tzitzis, and that way you will remember at all times the mitzvahs of the Torah. And this is what Hasidus explains. What is a talis? What is a garment? A garment, in contrast to food that you take inside of you and you internalize, a talis is wrapped around you from the outside, implying it's beyond logic and beyond your understanding and beyond your grasp. You cannot eat it. You cannot internalize it. You cannot grasp it within your mind. It is far beyond your understanding. Says Chesedis that this is the reason why it's not enough that you walk around with the fringes. If you walk around with the fringes, you do not fulfill the mitzvah of tzitzis. You need to have a garment. Why? To remind us that even though some of the mitzvahs make sense and are logical, that is not why we perform the mitzvahs. We perform the mitzvahs because God told us to do the mitzvahs. And in essence, they are beyond our understanding. Because just like God is infinite, and God's logic is beyond our logic, and God's understanding is beyond our understanding, so too the mitzvahs are performed because God commanded us to do the mitzvahs. Not because we understand it. If we do the mitzvah simply because we understand it, we are going to pick and choose. This one makes sense. I'll do it. This makes no sense. I'm not going to do it. We have to understand the mitzvahs are from God. To begin with, they are beyond our comprehension. If we're lucky, God gave us a few mitzvahs. He says, nah, take. I'll give you a few mitzvahs so you understand it. So you realize the other mitzvahs also make sense. But that's not why we do it. Not because it makes sense. We do it because it is God's will. And that is why tzitzis must be connected to a garment, and they cannot be independent outside of the garment. And this also answers another interesting piece. Why, after we talk about the mitzvah of tzitzis, we read, and by the way, you should know I am God who took you out of the land of Egypt. What's the juxtaposition of these two thoughts? We have a mitzvah of and the paragraph. Why connect now the mitzvah of going out of Egypt? Because it's beyond logic. In other words... When a person begins to think, look, how can I keep all these mitzvahs? There's so many. On Shabbos, I can't work. Sunday, I got to clean up from Shabbos. Friday, I got to prepare for Shabbos. Thursday, I'm shopping to prepare for Shabbos. So I work maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I can't go come to work early because I got to dive in. Hold on, after I dive in, after to learn Torah. And then I come to work, I'm already running out to Mincha. When I come back from Mincha, I got to prepare for Maidiv. So, it's impossible to make a living. How can I earn a living? And my family eats a lot of food. I have 12 kids, Qadara, and they go to yeshiva, and they go to school, and then they have to go to college, and they have to buy them a house, and they have to buy them a car. How can I afford all these things? It makes no sense. And yet, I have to keep all 600 commandments of the Torah. So God says, you're right. When the Jewish people left Egypt, how did they leave? They left with 90 donkey loads of silver and gold and precious gems and who left Egypt 600,000 men plus their wives plus their children 3 million Jews now it was known that not one slave was able to leave Egypt not one slave ever escaped from Egypt and here an entire nation walks out in broad daylight why And I am God I took you out of Egypt I am not logical I am not bound to the laws of nature. I am not limited. And therefore, put on the tzitzis. Follow the Torah. If you will do this, I will raise you to a level beyond Egypt. I will take you out of the laws of nature. And I will give you everything that you need. And that's why tzitzis require a garment. They require a talit to remind us that it's beyond logic. To end with the following story. In 1944, the famous Belzer Rebbe, Aaron of Belz, a big tzaddik, a holy, a holy Rebbe, came out of the ashes of the Holocaust. And he moved to Tel Aviv. However, while they were finishing the house and preparing the house for him in Tel Aviv, Israel, in the interim, he stayed in Jerusalem. In those days in Jerusalem, the apartments were very, very small. And they were looking for a larger place. They found that there was a yid in Israel by the name of Shneer Zalman Ashkenazi. And he had a four bedroom apartment. They approached him and they said, Can the Rebbe stay by you until his house is finished in Tel Aviv? He asked, How many rooms does the Rebbe need? The Rebbe needs three rooms. One to sleep, one to daven and pray and study, and the third is to meet guests, those who come for his blessings and advice. Rabbi Ashkenazi said, okay, fine, I will move my whole family into one little room, and I will give the Rebbe these three rooms. And so Rabbi Ashkenazi did his thing, and the Holy Rebbe of Bells did his thing. And for seven weeks, he was in the house of Rabbi Schneir Zalman Ashkenazi. Before he left, he said, farewell, goodbye, and thank you to Rabbi Ashkenazi. And he said, you know, it's difficult for me to leave this house since I smell the fear of God in your home. At that time, Rabbi Shneir turned to him and said, uh, "Rebbe, I have a son by the name of rabbi Meir, who is the rabbi of Shanghai. This was 1944. Will I ever see him again? The Rebbe thought for a moment and said, when he comes to Israel, send him to see me. He understood that once again, he would see his son, rabbi Meir Ashkenazi, the rabbi of Shanghai. In 1950, Rabbi Meir finally made it to Israel. However, at that time, he was partially debilitated because of a stroke that he had and the difficulties and challenges of traveling. And so when he came to Israel, he wasn't doing, doing that great. His father, Rabbi Schneir, told him the story of Iron of Bells and said to him that the Rebbe of Bells wants to see you. You should travel to Tel Aviv. He came to tel aviv and the rebbe greeted him with vip tra- treatment and he asked the mayor can i help you in any way the mayor pointed to his eye and showed him that he had a difficulty seeing out of the eye because of the stroke and so the the bells rebbe said you will be healed on the condition that you follow three things number one No milk products. Number two, no music. And number three, you cannot visit the tombs of tzaddikim, of holy people. You cannot go to any cemetery. He accepted upon himself these three things and actually became better. A short while later, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Rabbi Yisrael, passed away. He passed away, Yud Shvat, 1950. And so Meir now wanted to travel to New York and see the new Rebbe the Babich Rebbe. He came to New York and he went into the Rebbe. In those days in 1950 the Rebbe our Rebbe never accepted upon himself the mantle of leadership. Anyone who wanted to give a kvittel which was the custom till today of Chassidim to give the Rebbe a little piece of paper where they write their note and their name, and their mother's name, to the Rebbe for a bracha. Sometimes it's a big piece of paper. So, the Rebbe would not accept these kvitlach. He would not accept these notes. He would say, you have a note for a blessing? Go to my father-in-law, go to the cemetery, go to the ohel, pray there. He's the Rebbe. So, when a mayor, Ashkenazi, came to New York, and he saw the Rebbe, and he spoke to the Rebbe, he said, Rebbe, here's a kvitl for a blessing. He said, go to, go to my father-in-law. So he began to tell the story. He said, look, I can't. Rabbi iron of bells told me. No milk, no music. And I cannot visit the tomb of Tzadikim. The Rebbe said, if the bells of Rav said this, you have to listen. But then he said, you are not his chasid. He is not your Rebbe. And you should have asked him why he gave you these restrictions. What is it based upon? What is the mokor, the source of this? And then the Rebbe said, fine, I'll take the kvitl. I will take your letter. And this is one of the few times that the Rebbe took kvitlach before he officially announced himself as Rebbe in 1951. I tell this story because we speak about tzitzis. Tzitzis is about uri isem oisoi uzachatem eskol kol Hashem. You will look at the tzitzis and remember all of the commandments of God. I believe very strongly when you look at a tzadik, you are reminded of all the mitzvos of God. Anyone that has this chus and has this chus to see a tzadik, to see a rebbe, You have to go look at a Rebbe. By looking at a Rebbe, you will see them. And if you cannot go physically see a Rebbe, take the picture of the Rebbe. Take the picture of the Rebbe, and look at the Rebbe's picture. You will see over there a holy tzaddik, and this will truly remind you of all the commandments of God. And so we hope and pray, speaking about the mitzvah of tzitzis, and learning about the mitzvah of tzitzis is as if we are fulfilling the mitzvah of tzitzis. And by doing so, God will take his tzitzis, the four corners of the world, and bring us all back to Israel, to Tel Aviv, to Yerushalayim, ira kodesh. B'mheira <speaking in Hebrew> with the coming of Mashiach, <speaking in Hebrew> ad mosai b'mheira b'yameinu, Amen.